When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. Well, this is a special podcast. This is going to be a kind of a sneak peek. I'm pulling back the the, the veil per se. Um, and I'm sharing my audio book, my uh, Spartan Tales, a 2009 state championship run. Um, and I had someone else read it because I'm just <laughs> I'm too busy running teach hoops and teaching and, and coaching and running, running all my businesses. But um, I think you'll enjoy it. It's kind of a, a, a behind the scenes look as a first person um, look at my 2009 state championship run. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to try to spread these out over the next couple months, but, um, I'm going to release chapters one through five on this podcast, and then we'll do the rest as we kind of come along. Um, please go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I, you're not going to find a better resource. You're, you know, you, you, you get the mentor, you get our community, you get the resources. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many times people have asked about our conditioning program or about how we do our pregame warm-up or what do we do to, for practice planning and all these kind of things. That's what the community's for. That's what I'm there for. Go over and check it out, www.teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're liking these podcasts, I'd ask you to go over and um, – subscribe and like we really 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 appreciate that well i hope you enjoy it let me know what you're thinking of spartan tales the 2009 state championship run hope you enjoy it um talk to you soon bye coach unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better from the fifth quarter studios in madison wisconsin you're listening to coach unplugged here is your host steve collins spartan tales by Steve Collins, brought to you by TeachHoops.com, for basketball coaches who want to get better, read by Arthur Fogarty. This book is dedicated to my beautiful wife, Maya, and my children, Emma and Drew. You make dreams come true every day. Historical background of Coach Collins and Madison Memorial. Spartan Tales is a first-person account from head coach Steve Collins during James Madison Memorial 2009 State Championship basketball season. Going into the 2003-2004 season, Memorial had not won a single conference championship. Before runner-up finishes in 2002 and 2003, 
Memorial had not finished higher than fourth in the conference since the school opened in 1966. Memorial is now the only school in the 88-year history of the Big Eight to win six consecutive Big Eight conference championships. Memorial's current record stands at 13 consecutive conference championships. With nine consecutive state berths, Memorial is one of two schools to make that many conference state appearances in Wisconsin state history. Memorial has won the state title in 2005, 2009, and 2011, and were state runner-up in 2004, 2006, 2008, and 2010. Coach Collins has been the head coach at Madison Memorial for the last 18 years, with a record of 356 and 90. Relive the excitement of a state championship run through the eyes of the head coach. Chapter 1. Like tax day, roster cuts are painful. Sunday, November 16, 2008, 825 p.m. What comes to mind as I sit here at my kinched table, working on tomorrow's practice plan, is the question people ask me as I prepare for another season. Are you excited? The answer is, of course, yes, but possibly not for the reason one would think. As a high school basketball coach, and for any high school head coach, the season is not defined by the months in which the team participates. Rather, it is defined by the countless hours spent in the offseason. An example of coaching duties that get taken care of in my offseason organize summer participation in camps, leagues, and tournaments, organize and repair all equipment, develop a calendar for scouting opponents, prepare a playbook for the upcoming season, scouting reports, DVDs of all opponents, supervise lower-level coaches, staff meetings, follow student academic status, college preparation, scheduling of gym time and non-conference opponents, arrange transportation for games, organize Madison Memorial Summer Camp, get workers for booster club events, follow players in spring and summer AAU circuit, prepare press conferences, set up parent night, youth night, senior night, banquet, order equipment, talk at various camps and clinics, start my own basketball academy for area middle school students, plan road trips to Minneapolis and St. Louis, hotel, transportation, chaperones, district approval. Work on schedule for the 2009-2010 and 2010-2011 seasons. Try to make up for lost time to my family. Be a good father to Emma and Drew and a better husband to my beautiful wife, Maya. The truth is that I would not trade any of this for a million dollars. There is nothing in the world like walking into the gym for the first day of practice and seeing all those players who are excited about the upcoming season and what it might hold. A new season is like a new school year in my mathematics class, with a different group who has not heard my corny jokes or an interesting way to teach a full court press. It makes teaching and coaching the best job in the world. As I head off to bed with thoughts of what this season could possibly hold, I can't imagine better roles than being a teacher and a coach. I am as excited as my four-year-old and six-year-old waiting for Santa to come to their house. Tuesday, November 18, 6.24 p.m. The first two days of tryouts have gone well, and the kids are working extremely hard. As we head forward, I begin to worry about all of the work on our offense and defense we need to get in before our home opener versus Madison West on December 5. I just finished a staff meeting where we discussed next Monday's booster club dinner, next Tuesday's parent meeting, 
the practice schedule over Thanksgiving, our upcoming scouting trips, and whether or not the Cubs can win a World Series. Ever. Wednesday, November 19, 7.30 a.m. Today is the worst day of the year for me. It is the day I have to tell a 16, 17, or 18-year-old that they cannot be on our team. For me, it's worse than April 15, because at least that day only hurts for a little while. But both are inevitable, paying taxes and cutting players as a basketball coach. I don't believe in posting the final roster, so I sit down with every player and discuss his tryout and whether he has made the team. This is the least a coach can do when players worked as hard as they could to try to make the team. As a coach, you have to feel comfortable and confident with the team and be willing to move forward with the team you have chosen. Friday, November 22, 7.30 p.m. We just finished our second day of practice with our complete roster, consisting of seven seniors, guards Russell Henderson, Fred Ringhand, Eric Blue, and Matt Laubmeyer, and forwards Ace Davis and Jerron Mayman, six juniors, guards Alvin Olson, Trey Creamer, Vander Blue, Eric Froling, and center Ed Klinder, one sophomore, forward Miles Chamberlain, and one freshman, forward Junior Lamamba. This is always a fun time of year when the players walk into our locker room, put on their practice gear, and we start preparing for the season. It is also a time in which I start to panic and worry about all the things we must get done before the season starts. I also met with my parent committee representative tonight to discuss team dinners, sack lunches for road trips, parent night, youth night, senior night, the season-ending banquet, and other administrative issues. Off I go to watch Thursday's episode of The Office and put basketball on the shelf for the evening. However, I do wish I was in the Virgin Islands watching the Badgers and Keaton Nankivell play Iona. Saturday, November 23, 3 p.m. I started my day watching Playhouse Disney with my daughter Emma, followed by coaching my son Drew's first-grade YMCA basketball team. If anyone ever wants to see the game of basketball played on a different level and for a true love of the game, they should watch first-graders play. My coaching abilities are really being put to the test because I have no idea how to get them to stop running with the basketball. I think there were a minimum of 100 traveling violations for the game. The positive part is we can set a goal for next Saturday to have less than 50 traveling violations. I am excited because we are about to drive to Milwaukee with my wife, Maya, and my assistant coaches to watch Marquette and former Memorial athlete Wesley Matthews play UW-Milwaukee. I love Saturdays because it is family time and it tends to be our most productive practice of the week. Today we were able to work extremely well at practice and put in several of our press defenses and zone offenses. But as I was leaving practice with my six-year-old, Drew, I asked him how he thought the team looked at practice, and he stated, They sure missed a lot of shots, Dad. Looks like we still have some work to do. Chapter 2 Once again, Thanksgiving leaves me hungry for more. Monday, November 24, 7.30 p.m. I just got home and got my sick house settled for the night. It is a guarantee that when snow is upon us and basketball season starts, the entire Collins household gets sick. At last count, we had four colds, strep throat, and a sinus infection. I am getting very frustrated flipping between the UW men's basketball game against Connecticut and Monday night football. We had practice after school today, 
followed by our all-school winter potluck. It is a great time for all Memorial Winter athletes and families to get together and support one another. I love these types of activities because they allow our kids to spend time together off the court and become a more cohesive group. These get-togethers are also extremely entertaining. Have any of you seen a 17-year-old eat half a pizza, a bucket of chicken, and half a dozen brownies and still not be full? After watching my team eat, I think first prize goes to Jerron Maiman, followed closely by our freshman, Junior Lamamba. I don't know where they put it all, but I do remember being a teenage boy and never feeling full. Oh, how I long for those days. Tuesday, November 25, 8 p.m. Today we had late practice, starting at 5.45 p.m. and ending at 7.45. Whenever we have late practices, the guys have study table in my classroom. It is a good time for the guys to go get some extra help on the classes that are giving them some difficulty. Tuesdays at Memorial are Tuesday report days for all students involved in extracurricular activities. Athletes obtain a weekly progress report from all academic classes and submit it to their coaches for review. This is a wonderful way to start a discussion of academics with my players. Tuesday reports are a priority for myself and my players throughout the school year. I review them in the off-season as well. Tonight, we had our parent meeting in which our season functions are planned and parents are invited to watch practice. This is something I started a couple of years ago, and the athletes and parents really enjoy it. Practice was very busy today because we have some former Memorial athletes coming into scrimmage tomorrow. We are able to implement several of our presses, our man-to-man offense, and many out-of-bounds plays. I had hoped to get in a couple of our zone defenses and our special plays, but we ran out of time. Both of my assistant coaches, Corey Moore and Kevin Klegos, were laughing at me because they said I had enough drills in my practice plan to last a week. One lesson I had learned in 20 years of coaching and teaching is not to be bound by your lesson plan. You have to monitor and adjust according to your team or class. Wednesday, November 26, 9 a.m. I just met with a few of my players about doing a television interview on the Channel 27 morning show with some of the Harlem Globetrotters next Tuesday morning, December 2, at 6 a.m. It should be an exciting opportunity for the players and our program. They just made an announcement at school that Captain's Club, our athlete-driven volunteer program, donated 24 baskets to the Allied Community Center, and the Student Government Backyards Organization donated 42 baskets to the Wexford Neighborhood Center. It makes me proud to be a Spartan when our students and athletes step up to help people in the community. Wednesday, November 26, noon. I just got a text message from former Memorial Spartan and Mr. Basketball Michael Nelson. He is in his senior year playing at North Dakota State, and they recently beat Northern Arizona. It is exciting to keep in touch with former players through texting and looking up their Facebook pages. I texted him back and told him to beat Minnesota on Saturday, November 29. Wednesday, November 26, 10.45 p.m. The day before Thanksgiving is notoriously the worst practice of the year. I tell myself every year that I am not going to practice on that day, and every year I try to figure out a way to make it work. You would think I would learn. As soon as the school bell rings, the players seem to be off on vacation and very distracted. So this year, we had some former Madison basketball players come in and practice against our team. The one good thing about going against players other than ourselves is that we could see that we have a lot of work to do. I think the biggest obstacle for any team this time of year is running things smoothly. 
Thursday, November 27, 8 a.m. Happy Thanksgiving. I am thankful for a loving and healthy family, a job in these tough financial times, sushi, a team that is coming together, a good nap, a daughter, four-year-old Emma, who thinks I am her prince, an understanding wife who understands my passion for the game, an understanding wife who understands my passion for this game, great friends, a son, six-year-old Drew, who is starting to love the game and can now keep a scorebook when we scout, a working snowblower, a power forward, Jerron, who is one of the best players in the state. I remember one Thanksgiving when I was in middle school. My brother Mike, who played Division I college basketball at Dartmouth, was the starting point guard at Madison East High School. East, ironically, played at Memorial the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Those years were referred to as the lean years at Memorial. If I remember the game correctly, East was up at least 18 points at half and eventually lost the game with some missed free throws down the stretch. I would estimate that there were a total of 10 words spoken that entire Thanksgiving in my house. Must be why Memorial Basketball never plays over Thanksgiving. Bad childhood memories. Memories. Friday, November 28, 1 p.m. We got better today. Today was a cerebral practice. We are already a little banged up and have had some ankle injuries, so I had to take it relatively easy today and work on some individual and team skills. Our goal is to have 80 to 90% of our defenses and offenses learned by the first game. I would describe what we try to do on the defensive end as controlled chaos. We are going to throw anywhere from 10 to 15 different defenses at an opponent in a particular game. This time of year, it is difficult to get all the things that we will need for our first game. However, the players are being really good students of the, students game. Of the game. Friday, November 28, 9 p.m. I just saw Jerron at the movie Four Christmases. It is nice to see my players outside of school and good to have a night away from basketball. Saturday, November 29, 4 p.m. I just got done with practice and I am worried about whether we will be ready for our first game. Are we sharp enough or ready for competition? Without having played a game, I am uncertain about where we stand. To ease my anxiety, I am heading off with Drew to watch our first opponent, Madison West, play Lake Geneva Badger. The one thing about scouting this time of year is that you are at the mercy of the weather. Saturday, November 29, 11 p.m. I just got home with Drew. I forgot how far Lake Geneva is from Madison. The first scouting venture is always exciting and really gets my basketball juices flowing. It must be the smell of those hot dogs cooking, the pregame music, and the energy of a high school gym that gets me so excited. Once the game is over, my work begins, and I start breaking down tape and figure out how we are going to prepare for our first opponent, West. Sunday, November 30, 11 a.m. I love days like today, when I can open the newspaper and follow my former athletes. I know a few of them will not be happy with the results of their games, but it looks from the box score that they all played well. All three of our former Mr. Basketballs played yesterday. Michael Nelson, who plays for North Dakota State, played Minnesota and had 22 points in their loss. Wesley Matthews, a senior at Marquette, had a career-high 28 points in their loss to Dayton. Keaton Nankivel had three points in the UW win versus UW-Milwaukee. Corey Vernon, 
a forward from our state championship team and senior at UW-Whitewater, had 17 points against another former Spartan and current Edgewood player, Derek Nakimji, who had 14 points. I have spent most of today working on my scouting DVD for Madison West and paper scout for the players. Each player receives a DVD with scout clips of our next opponent and also a paper scouting report describing the other team's key components. I think the scout helps my practice preparation and gives the players an idea of what is coming with our next opponent. As I was leaving practice yesterday, I asked Drew what he thought of the team this week. He immediately replied, They are making a few more shots, but not many, and I love when they went two-on-one, which, after five minutes of questioning, I figured out was our double team or traps. Looks like we still have some work ahead of us, but December 5 is quickly approaching, and I can't wait. Chapter 3. Players, Coaches, Anxious for Action. Monday, December 1, noon. Today has been busy. It must be that we are coming off Thanksgiving vacation and need to do a little bit of catch-up. Monday is always the day for checking in with teachers about my players and seeing what they have to do for the week. Also, I'm trying to get the final preparation and district approval for our trips to Minnesota and Southern Illinois and looking for an interesting way to teach my statistics class, the Binomial Distribution and Algebra 3 classes, the Laws of Exponents. One of the good things about teaching high school is that your students keep you grounded. You often start class with a discussion about current events, my family, and or our basketball team, which allows me to connect with the students and put real-life mathematics into the classroom. In today's sixth-hour Algebra 3 class, the discussion turned to this blog, where one student, Mallory Woods, asked, Why did they pick you? Not sure I can answer that, Mallory. Tuesday, December 2. Not sure I can answer that, Mallory. Tuesday, December 2, 2008, 5.35 a.m. This morning, we got up early to do a spot with a Harlem Globetrotter on Wake Up Wisconsin on WKOW Channel 27. Five players, Fred Ringhand, Junior LaMamba, Jerron Maiman, Ace Davis, and Vander Blue were all gracious enough to come into school at such an early hour. For anyone that is around teenagers, you know that most of them have never seen the five o'clock hour. As they walked into the gym this morning, they looked like the walking dead. Once I rolled out the basketballs, they started to wake up. It was amazing to see the transformation. It showed me how much they love the game and reinforced why I do this. There is probably no place in the world that they feel more comfortable than on the basketball court playing with their friends. I just hope that by noon, they have not hit the wall and are tired the rest of the day. Tuesday, December 2. Everybody, I hope you're enjoying that. Um, This was quite a run, and uh, I'm not going to spoil it. Obviously, you know, we won won the state title at the end of it, but um, it was quite a journey and and a pretty exciting one. I'd ask that you go over and subscribe and like if you're you're liking these podcasts. Um, You know, and again, like I said at the beginning of this, we would really love your support over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Are the rest of the day. Tuesday, December 2, 6 p.m. We just finished practice, and I can see in the players' eyes that they are tired. The monotony of practice is starting to wear on everyone. We are starting our third week of practice without a game, and everyone is ready to play. Just like in a classroom where you need a test to evaluate your strengths and weaknesses, our team needs a test. I just read the article by Rob Hernandez in today's Wisconsin State Journal about how there has been an oversaturation of postseason awards and how those awards might go the way of the letter jacket. I agree with most of the article, 
because choosing postseason awards is a difficult task, and not everyone can be recognized or excel in athletics. Interscholastic sports are a talented and gifted program for athletes. Memorial has an awesome drama, debate, and forensics program run by Tom Harden. And just like everyone cannot be the star of the play, not everyone can achieve all area athletic awards. Wednesday, December 3, 2008, 9 p.m. The house is quiet. My wife Maya is off at her book club, and both children are asleep. I'm watching basketball on television and starting to break down tape on Verona, our opponent on Tuesday, December 9. Life is good. Verona has just joined the Big 8 this year, so I do not have much information on their team. The Big 8 conference, which originated in the early 1920s with teams from as far as Kenosha and Racine, now has a total of 10 teams. I am going to have to rely on some past game tape and the scout I am going to get at the Wildcats game on Saturday, December 5, against La Follette. Today, we had a very short practice and spent the rest of the time in our locker room discussing team goals and what it takes to be a team. Before the first game, I always discuss with my team the disease of me, which I have read about in books by NBA coach Pat Riley. The Cliffs Notes version is that when one person considers themselves more important than the entire team, it can tear a team apart. This will not be a problem with this team, but it is a good life lesson to discuss with them. Thursday, December 4, 2008, 7.45 p.m. I just got the kids off to bed, and we're hanging out with friends Kate and Todd Young and getting ready to watch The Office. During today's practice, we walked through everything we would want to do in preparation for tomorrow's game against West. We then discussed our pregame rituals for all our new players, what they should wear to school, the morning shoot-around, when and where they have to sit during the sophomore game, how warm-up and game introductions will occur, etc. It is an exciting time, and it looks from the buzz around the school, it should be a full house. Friday, December 5, 2008, 8.10 a.m. Game day. We finished our morning shoot-around, and I got the players headed off to class. This is the hardest day for a coach, because you no longer have any control. You cannot spend any more time preparing your team for competition. Friday, December for competition. Friday, December 5, 2008, 11.45 a.m. Just got done finishing lunch and grading some statistics quizzes. I am heading off for the coaching office to watch some West tape and worry whether I have prepared my team for its first challenge. Friday, December 5, 2008, 4 p.m. I walked by the gym on the way to my office, and students are already lining up to get in for the 7.30 p.m. game. The school has been abuzz about the first game, and I know that our entire program appreciates all the support we get from our fans at home and on the road. It looks as though we are going to have a full house. It is also Ace Davis's birthday, so I know that he is really excited. Friday, December 5, 2008, 11 p.m. We won 74-33. to 33. The first game is interesting because even though some of the faces are the same, it is not the same team that lost in the state finals last year. 
Tonight, we did a lot of things well. And of course, as the coach, I see all of the areas in which we need to improve. If you watch a high school team in early December and then again in late February, they do not look like the same team. I thought at times we looked sharp and were able to execute our game plan very well. We shot the ball extremely well from the outside. As a team, we hit 10 three-pointers, and I believe that Vander Blue hit three or four in about a two-minute span. I am proud of the work the players have put into their shooting in the offseason. It is something they knew they needed to work on for our team to be better. Other times during the game, I don't think we looked very sharp at all. The good thing is that we have a couple of days to correct our mistakes and try to improve for Verona. I was told that the game was sold out 10 minutes before the end of the sophomore game. What an exciting atmosphere for the first game of the season. I can remember my first season at Memorial when we were 7 and 14, and we were lucky to have 300 people at the game. When I walked into the gym tonight, it felt like we were playing in a sectional game with the amount of people that were in the gym. I am just like my players in that I get nervous before the game. But what I tell fans is that it is a wonderful thing because I am being an active participant in the game. That's one of the best parts of coaching, being part of the game. After the game, I helped one of my assistant coaches, Kevin Klegos, call in the scores to various news organizations. In high school athletics, it is the responsibility of the home school to do this task, and it is much easier after a win than it is after a loss to make these calls. I just drove home in a small snowstorm, stopping at the grocery store so that we would have milk for tomorrow morning. The funny thing about coaching is even though I did not play, I have a lot of adrenaline running through my body. I guess it's time to start watching some tape on Verona. Saturday, Verona. Saturday, December 6, 2008, 6.45 a.m. Our house is already stirring, and I am getting ready to coach a first-grade game at the YMCA and then head off to our varsity practice. There's no time to dwell on last night's victory. We need to get ready for Verona. Saturday, December 6, 2008, 2.30 p.m. We just finished our varsity practice. We got better today. It is hard mentally and physically to practice 12 hours after a game since the players' bodies are tired. I am headed off to Milwaukee to watch two of my former players, Keaton Nankivel and Wesley Matthews, go head-to-head in their final collegiate matchup as Wesley is in his final year at Marquette. Sunday, December 7, 2008, 10 a.m. Marquette 61, Wisconsin 58. What a great battle between two in-state rivals, and what a difficult night to watch a game. I care so much about both of these players that it is hard to see them match up against one another. I was probably one of the few people in the stands not wearing Marquette or Wisconsin colors. I am so proud of the way they both played and what classy young men they are. Both Wisconsin and Marquette should feel as proud as I do to have Keaton and Wesley as part of their programs. Chapter 4, Snow Day and Birthday Monday, December 8, 12.25 p.m. I just finished doing mid-quarter grades and cannot believe that we are only five weeks from the end of the first semester. I have spent the morning communicating with my athletic director, Tim Ritchie, about the possibility of our game against Verona being called off. 
Tim does a great job of communicating the behind-the-scenes work that is going on during the day. It is wonderful that the school district has gone back to a full-time athletic director in each building. It is days like this that you can see how valuable a resource a full-time athletic director is in the building. I am able to focus more on my team and less on administrative issues. My guess is that we will not play tomorrow. We have to wait and see. Tuesday, December 9, 6.30 a.m. Snow Day. I have already received several text messages from my players wondering if we are going to practice or if our game is canceled. I got a text message from Tim Ritchie at 6.09 a.m. saying that our game has been rescheduled for Thursday night. I can't believe how terrible it is outside. I should have put on my thankful list during Thanksgiving week that I have a functioning snowblower. Tuesday, December 9th, afternoon. I spent the afternoon reconnecting with my children on a sledding hill and hoping that I do not break an important limb. My attention soon turned to watching Verona tape and having s'mores with the kids. It is amazing how much work you can get done on a Tuesday afternoon with no distractions and how good a marshmallow and a piece of chocolate will make you feel. When you do not have practice or a game the next day, it can be very relaxing for a coach. Wednesday, December 10th, 7.40 a.m. Today is my birthday, but I've already begun to think and worry about getting ready for Verona. The funny thing about birthdays is as you get older, you want the time between them to last longer. I have a theory about time. When you are young, the days seem so long, but as you get older, time seems to pick up pace. I know this is not the case, but I tell my players on a regular basis that they should enjoy the moment. It is those moments of running out of a full gym with your friends or the funny joke in the locker room that you will remember the rest of your life. I am running around school reminding my players to do their academic progress reports and that practice is after school. Hope we look sharp today. Wednesday, December 10th, 9.45 p.m. I just returned home from having a birthday dinner at the Nitty Gritty with my family and watching the Janesville Parker versus Madison East game. Does life get any better? I am able to sit next to Sun Prairie head coach Jeff Booz and head coach Reggie Williams from La Follette at the game. I have great respect for each of them and what they have done with their respective programs. It is nice to have friendship outside of the competition field, and it makes coaching that much more enjoyable. I was able to spend a week with Jeff coaching the state All-Stars. What a great experience. As Coach Booz and I were sitting there, one of our former players from the All-Star game, Chris Saberlich, came up and said hello. He is now a graduate assistant at Lakeland College and is working on his MBA. What a small world, and I always thought that Chris would make a wonderful coach. Through all that All-Star game, the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association has raised over a million dollars to fight childhood cancer, a noble cause, which makes me proud to be a member of the WBCA. As I sat there watching the game, I began to wonder whatever happened to having high school games on Friday and Saturday nights. I love taking my young children to games, but it is not possible to do that when the majority of our games are played on school nights. Thursday, December 11th, 6.35 a.m. It must be birthday week because my assistant coach, Corey Moore, has a birthday today. I hope we can get him a nice birthday gift. A win. 
When we showed up for our shoot-around this morning, we found that a couple of the baskets in the main gym were broken. So during our shoot-around, we have men working on the baskets. I guess this is a good distraction, just like a loud crowd. It is looking like we are getting healthy again. And all of those ankle twists and nagging injuries are starting to dissipate. Knock on wood. Thursday, December 11th, 11.55 a.m. I have spent today working on getting the appropriate roster and picture information to the Timberwolves shootout and Highland shootout. It always seems as though this material is needed on the same day. Thursday, December 11th, 4.45 p.m. I just got back to school after running home and seeing the family. They are going to stay home tonight and watch the game on the web at Channel 3000. I am going to run back to school and get a few more minutes of watching Verona tape in before we meet as a team. The managers and my sophomore coach, Jeremy Schlitz, does a wonderful job of packing the players' bags and picking the things we need for a road trip. It is great because all I have to worry about is preparing for the upcoming opponent. I feel extremely lucky to be a part of this basketball program. Thursday, December 11th, 10.55 p.m. We won. What another great environment to play a high school game. It was nearly a packed house, and I know how much our players enjoyed playing in front of a full gymnasium. We arrived at the Riverona gym at about 5.20 p.m. and walked in as a coaching staff. Myself and my two assistant coaches, Kevin Klagos and Corey Moore. As we walked by the ticket taker, she says, You guys must be officials. We all laughed and explained that we are coaches for Memorial. Several minutes later, I ran into our athletic director, Tim Ritchie, and asked him where our locker room is located. First time we have played a Big 8 game at Verona. He pointed me toward the Verona athletic director. I politely walked toward him, tapped him on his shoulder, and asked, Could you please tell me where the locker room is? He responded, Sure. Then he walked me toward the Verona and officials' locker rooms, making small talk as we approached the door. I had a feeling that we were not in the right place, and again explained that I was not an official, even though at times I act like one. He then walked us into our locker room. Maybe this is an omen that I missed my calling as an official. It is looking like a lot of former players are starting to come home from college. To name just a few I ran into before the game, Jordan Flint, Kyle Nelson, Illinois State pitcher, Aaron Olson, Derek Nakimji, Edgewood College forward, Riley Kerrigan, former Madison Memorial comedian, Tyler, and Justin Damon. I was also able to speak with my former high school coach, John Boyle. He is doing the color commentary with Jay Wilson for the webcast of the game. I learned a lot from John as a player. He was a great high school coach, and I am glad I do not have to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him anymore. The Verona game was very exciting and a big test for our players. I take my hat off to Verona and Coach Buss. We got eight points down early due to Verona's great execution and our poor ball handling and shot selection. I give my players a lot of credit for not panicking. We were down 14-10 at the end of the first quarter, but were able to take the lead by two going into halftime. At halftime, we made some adjustments and in the second half executed our game plan more effectively. Friday, December 12th, 7.15 a.m. Today is going to be spent figuring out what we did well and what things we need to work on. It is always hard in high school athletics to have such a quick turnaround in games. We have to change gears tonight at practice, prepare for Sun Prairie, and go through an entirely new scout with the players. 
I am off to teach the normal distribution to my statistics classes. Saturday, December 13th, 3.30 p.m. I think I am 0-1 in coaching today. My first-grade basketball team ran into a red-headed LeBron James from Winokin this morning in our YMCA game. I am not sure that my game adjustment helped and that my team understands what a rebound is when I am yelling it from the sideline. I will have to put that player from Winokin on my scout list for the class of 2019. We had a shoot-around this afternoon, watched and discussed Sun Prairie's tendencies, and spent about half an hour watching the Verona tape. I think our guys are slowly figuring out what we expect of them on the court. Our team is having the When We Were Young productions follow us throughout the season and is doing a behind-the-scenes documentary that will telecast on Fox Network sometime next year. That should be exciting. Sunday, December 14th, 11 a.m. We won and are now 3-0 in the Big 8. We are slowly coming together as a team as the players figure out their roles. We continue to work on this aspect of team building, and we are getting there. Last night, two players, Ed Clunder and Eric Froehling, gave us some wonderful minutes off the bench. We got in some early foul trouble, and they were able to give us quality minutes. I am most impressed that we have held our first three opponents to an average of 41 points per game. With the number of possessions our team plays, that is quite an accomplishment. I am off to prepare for the Janesville Craig and the Dean of the Big 8, Bob Souter, and his 600 high school wins. Playing at Craig is always a fun adventure and will be another great road test. A lot of the things we do in our program are based on the Craig system and things Coach Souter has done. When I first took the memorial job, one of my first goals was to beat a Craig team. It took us a couple of years to accomplish that goal, but that is when I knew our program had arrived. Chapter 5. A Snow Day, Sweater Night, and Downtown Charlie Brown. Monday, December 15, noon. Today we are starting to get ready for a busy week. Not only do we have two games, but winter break is also right around the corner. It gets busy for both the players and myself, because a lot of schoolwork is done this time of year, especially with only two weeks when we return from break until final exams and the end of the semester. I just got a text message from one of my former players, Devante Maiman, stating that he got a 3.5 grade point average during his first semester at college. I am so proud of him, and I love hearing from my former players. Monday, December 15, 9 p.m. We had a very short practice today. We worked out some of the cobwebs from the weekend and then sent about half our varsity roster to Sun Prairie to play a reserve varsity game. In the Big 8 Conference, there are four levels of basketball played at each high school. Freshman, sophomore, reserve varsity, and varsity level. The reserve varsity level consists of players who do not get a lot of playing time at the varsity level. It is a great place for players who are trying to earn some more playing time and or coming off injuries to work on their games. We had a reporter at practice tonight who is doing a newspaper article on Junior sometime in the next couple of weeks. Tuesday, December 16, 10 p.m. Today we started to work on our scouting report for Craig. 
The Craig program is one of the most storied programs in the state. Their boys' basketball history and winning tradition over the last 30 years is one of the most respected in the state. The snow is coming down pretty hard tonight, but I was able to brave the storm and take my daughter Emma to the Memorial Girls basketball game. Emma had recently told me that only boys play basketball, so I am obviously not spending enough time with her. Must be father guilt. After getting home and putting her to bed, I am now watching the Marquette versus Tennessee game. Wesley is playing so well right now. He finished with 30 points, but the Golden Eagles lost 80-68. to December 17, 7 p.m. We spent a lot of time today at practice working on our core principles. This is always a difficult week for the players to focus in practice. Whether it's the extra schoolwork that is given out the week before break, or the players' distraction of knowing they are not going to have school for two weeks. Our coaching staff works hard to keep practices running smoothly. We also had a guest from Channel 15 come to practice. Those types of distractions used to bother me, but I have found that it makes us focus more on the task at hand. Our sole purpose today was to get the team to focus on basketball for two hours. Thursday, December 18, noon. The administration has decided that the game can go forward. It looks like the storm is going to be hitting later in the evening, and we should be able to make it to Janesville and back before the storm comes. I have just spent the past half an hour trying to get our bus here early because the game has been moved up an hour. I have had to let the players know that they will be leaving school early. They are so disappointed and emailed parents about the game change. My guess is that there will not be a lot of Memorial fans at this game. Friday, December 19, 7.15 a.m. Snow day number two. I grew up in Madison and went to Madison schools. Both of my parents were teachers in the district and I don't think there have ever been two snow days in December. It did bring back memories of the ice storms that hit Madison in the mid-70s. I was in elementary school and remembered not having electricity for several days. My brother Mike, who lives in New Hampshire, has not had electricity in his house for over four days. He said his family has all been sleeping in one room and has been cutting firewood from their backwoods. I guess I will have to start calling him Grizzly Adams. Saturday, December 20, 3 p.m. I spent the second night this month sleeping on the couch, not because of marital problems, but because my poor wife, Maya, has the stomach flu. The flu in our house happens every basketball season. I am in full daddy mode. I asked my mother to take Emma to the Nutcracker, and Drew is going to be his dad's shadow today. Our first stop this morning is Drew's first grade basketball game. Our team is really improving, and I would like to give this week's MVP to Joe Clark. Joe hit a couple of big shots in the paint. We had team pictures after the game, and you can imagine how noisy a hallway is with 10 first graders waiting for their turn. 
We played the quiet game while we waited, and that was my best coaching move of the day. Maybe I can implement that with my varsity team. On the way to practice, Drew and I were discussing his game, and he made one of the comments of the week. He referred to himself after hitting a couple of long shots as Downtown Charlie Brown. Drew has heard me talk about Downtown Freddie Brown, a 13-year NBA player from Milwaukee who could shoot the lights out. Maybe Drew is watching Charlie Brown's Christmas too much. We worked out hard today at our walkthrough for the La Follette game. I am hoping that this will help us have a better first half than we have had in the last couple of games. The bonus for the game is that I got some Christmas cookies from a friend of the program, Sally Schnarr. I don't think I will be taking those home. Saturday, December 20, 11 p.m. Tonight, we came out like the team I had seen in practice. We played solid throughout the game and got a 30-point lead on the Lancers going into the fourth quarter. It was probably our best first half of the year. Our student section, which I put up against any student section in the area, has theme nights for each of our home games. I always love the last home game before winter break because it is Christmas sweater night. All of the students wore funny Christmas sweaters. From what I hear, there was an impromptu sweater contest at halftime. I was able to see two of my former point guards, Rory and Zach McCallum, after the game and talk about what is going on with them and our team. It is exciting, interesting, and at times depressing when you see your former players all grown up. Thanks, everybody. Uh, so we're halfway through the book. Next week, we'll, we'll finish the book up. Um, I'm hoping you're enjoying it. Uh, Spartan Tales, the 2009 State Championship run. I'd ask that you go over and subscribe and like if you're if you're liking these podcasts, please. I know it's a pain. I don't I don't do it a lot to be honest with you, but it really does help us out a lot. I would also ask that, um, like I was saying at the beginning, if you you know if you like the materials that I'm putting out on on all my social media, on YouTube, um, my podcast, my blog, all that kind of stuff, it does take time, um, and I'm able to make the argument at home to to keep doing it if uh, if I have enough members to maybe take my wife out to dinner on a Friday night. So I'd ask you over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.